Today we're talking body image and what to do when you don't like the body you're in. I'm going to be sharing with you six awesome tips to help you shift your relationship with your body so that you can feel good each and every day in the skin that you're in. Let's go. Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezia Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you six tips and ideas of what to do when you don't like your body. So it's all about body image today. And I'm going to be talking you through what I've been doing recently as I've been navigating the postpartum body waters with all my new extra layers of fat and stretch marks and things that just look different from what they were. And I'm going to be sharing with you how you can cultivate a healthier, more neutral and peaceful relationship with your body. Sound good? Um, Otherwise, before we dive on in, couple of things. If you are new to this podcast, hi, I'm so glad that you're here. Or even if you've been listening for ages, if you haven't done the gut goddess quiz yet, you need to make sure you go do that. So keziahall.com forward slash quiz. It's like an online health assessment where I basically, you take it and then I will tell you, okay, what to work on. Is it your gut health? Is it your relationship with food? Is it your hormones? And give you a couple of steps on how to get started doing that. Because I know this whole thing can be totally overwhelming of like, where do I begin? So do make sure you head over and do that and it's totally free. Um, Otherwise, life here in the whole world is I am just slowly getting back into work. I've seen a couple of clients, which has been fun. I've also emailed a lot of my clients I was working with right up until I went on maternity leave. So that's been fun. Just hearing stories. I got a story, um, not a story, an email back from a client this week who's primarily we're working on her around stress and eczema and sleep. And I was just checking in with her because I do this with my clients. Even though I've stopped working with her, I care about how my clients are doing and previous clients are doing. And so she emailed me to be like, her eczema had mostly disappeared. She's still sleeping really well. She's not scratching in the night. She was kind of doing that unconsciously and because especially when she was stressed. So that's totally gone forward um, uh, stepped forward and she's just still feeling really good. This was also a client who would like, uh, with working from home, would start working at eight o'clock, but like, kind of wake up like quarter to eight because, and just found it really difficult to wake up in the morning. And after a couple of weeks of us working together, she was like, I'm naturally waking up at like seven o'clock and I feel fine. Like I feel ready to get up. Like it was, what energy wasn't the primary thing we we're focused on. It was primarily on her skin. But, you know, the body's one whole system. So uh, have it, and everyone would love a bit more energy. So that's been fun. It's been nice just hearing back, checking in with clients of how they're doing and um, what's going on for them. I checked in with a client who I've worked with. Um, it was a while ago now, but I just kind of regularly check in on them because they had a lot of stuff going on with their mental health and their gut health um, and their hormones and their sleep massively as well because if your gut health is off and your hormones are off then you're not gonna be sleeping great (laughs) I can tell you that for sure um and she was still doing really good because I say this to when I'm um to clients and people I'm talking to that potentially want to work with me is that I work with people really intensely over a couple of months 
But the goal is actually what, what we do together. We do some big stuff together. We run lots of lab tests. We get to the root of things. We do some gut protocols, shift hormones, help with detoxification, those kind of things. But the goal is that actually you are equipped fully with the knowledge and awareness and connection with your own body. You know your body really well that after we stop working together, you know exactly what to do to keep on getting better. My goal is that for myself and for my clients is that every year that passes, they feel better. Like it's not, it, you know, that their skin keeps on improving, their gut health keeps on getting better, their hormones keeps on getting more and more neutral and fine and not a big deal. So that is always good to hear when that actually happens when or like a client I worked with like over a year ago and we were working with each other to begin with for a lot of pain that was going on in her joints and doctors weren't quite sure if it was arthritis like what like there were still investigations going on um but we um but I but we started working together with just all the stuff that I knew we could do even while you know stuff was getting um diagnosed and sorted out uh and you know 18 months later still 95 percent of the pain is gone that, I mean, that's the power of when you get to know your unique body as opposed to just Googling, what should I eat for joint pain? Because you could Google what to eat for joint pain and be told about 20 different things. But for this, I remember this for clients, specifically histamine was the big issue for her. But it's not going to be a histamine issue for everybody. So it's so powerful when you get to know your your unique body. And that, that's often why my clients do see these big results. They do see the eczema clear up and the pain disappear and the IBS symptoms fade and the, you know, the periods get less heavy and less painful and the, all the periods come back. In the case with another client um, I finished working with before I, I went on maternity leave where she's like, yay, my period is back. You know, everyone has different relationships with their periods. Some people are like, no, my period's too painful and heavy. And other people are like, I don't have a period. This is terrible. Anyway, so that has been really uh, fun just to be like, oh yes, wow. People's, the human body is amazing. So that has been fun. Um, and other than that, I've just been kind of slowly sorting myself out and getting back into work and resting and um, going, uh, doing a bit more exercise, doing some wild swimming. Also, I'm back on Instagram, guys. Woo! Some of you might be like, what? Did you leave? <laughs> might not be big news, but I stopped being on Instagram from the end of last year, 2020. Just took a break with it and um, I just needed to set a boundary with it for various reasons. So now I have a work phone that I only use for clients and social media and and I'm back on it, which is fun because I actually really like Instagram. I think it's really fun. And my goal is obviously it's a great platform to like connect with you guys, answer questions and to really help essentially be of service and be your kind of geeky online holistic nutritionist. So I will be back there. You can DM me. I'm thinking of starting weekly Q&As, do some Instagram lives and some posts, kind of treating it a bit more like a blog because I've kind of been missing like writing blogging for a while. You Y'all know I love to talk, but it's also quite nice to write. So that's other big news. So you can follow me at Supernaturally Healthy, although I might change that handle soon because um, everything is now at keziahall.com. But other than that, let's dive in and talk about body image. I'm interrupting my own podcast to let you know that I work with people on a one-to-one -one private basis about all this stuff that I talk about on the podcast. 
So if you are struggling and you've been struggling with your symptoms for years, you've been bloated and tired for a long time. If your hormones have been awful and your periods unpleasant and your skin horrible and all of these different things that you've been struggling with and you've tried the going gluten-free, the testing, the supplements, the personal training, the meditation, the all the things and are still not making the progress you want to make, then chances are you need someone to help you. I'm a holistic nutritionist. I help women who are fed up of feeling crap and I use the years of training and experience to apply the science as well as the support and accountability to give you the results you want in a couple of months. And guys, this isn't just chat. My clients see phenomenal shifts in their bellies and their hormones and their brains and their energy and their sleep. It's so amazing how much your body wants you to be well, but often we just don't know what that is. And that is what my job is. I help you to navigate all the different aspects, the food, the supplements, the nutrition, the lab tests, the lifestyle changes so that you can feel the way that you want to feel every day. You don't have to wake up feeling tired and groggy. You don't have to hate getting dressed. You don't have to feel overwhelmed about what to eat. You don't have to have horrible periods and be in a lot of pain. You can actually see things shift. That's what the science says and that's what my experience with clients has shown me. So I would love to help you. If you want to know more, head to Kezio hall.com and click the work with me button and book in your call to talk with me and we can get started on your own unique and personalized program soon okay otherwise let's get back to the show so what do you do when you don't like the body that you find yourself in that's what we're talking about today. And I'm actually going to be sharing the kind of six ways, tips, actions, suggestions of things that you could do to shift this dynamic ground and shift this kind of relationship. Because if you're listening to this and you are someone who feels like you are struggling with your body image, then there's actually so much you can do without having to address the things that you don't like, if that makes sense. So you might feel like, oh, Kezi, I'm like three stone heavier than I want to be. And often we think the only solution to liking your body again is to lose the three stone. And that is actually completely false. You can feel really good in your body and like your body without losing a pound. Or it might be that you're like, oh, Kezia, I will only feel confident if I can get rid of these stretch marks or sort out my boobs after breastfeeding or whatever it is. And only then can I actually like the body that I'm in. And actually, that is not the case. You can, if you can change your relationship, your narrative and your thoughts and your actions around your body, change your relationship with your body, you can actually feel better about it now without anything needing to change. So the reason I'm talking about this is I'm currently sort of just in the throes of this. I am three months after having twins. So I'm finding myself in a new body. Like I think when you have a baby, you don't get the same body back (laughs) in a way. It's new. It's got stretch marks. It maybe works slightly differently. You know, my stomach muscles are still coming together. I think you know, this, the gap between them is getting smaller, but it's been there, you know, separated. Some people's ribs expand permanently. Like 
there's so much that just changes. It's like a new body. And this isn't just from a postpartum perspective. Maybe you've had a surgery that has left you with a slightly different body. Maybe you've had um, fatigue that has left you with a different level of energy. Maybe you've got a scarring. Maybe you've had a, been on a medication that's caused you to gain weight. Maybe you've just gained loads of weight during lockdown. Maybe you've lost weight. Maybe you've breastfed a million children and your boobs are really saggy. Maybe whatever it is, that you are finding yourself in a place where you just don't like the body that you're in. You're not a fan of it. And you might even hate it. You might really struggle and you see all this bobo stuff on the internet and you're like, I'm not body positive. I really, really wish this thing about my body was different. That's what we're going to be talking about. And I'm going to be sharing with you the stuff that I'm doing now to just make sure that I'm creating the right kind of narrative with my new body. Because the, the reality is you choose the relationship you have with your body. Yet some crappy things might have happened to it. And I'm not diminishing those things. You might have had cancer and had to have a double vasectomy and scarring and chemo. And that's just changed the texture of your skin and your hair and you're left with scars or whatever it is. It's not to undermine the hardness of that, but the narrative that you create and the relationship you cultivate with your body is your choice. Just like any other relationship, you don't, you, you know, you don't have to be in a really negative relationships with anybody unless you choose to. So it's really helpful to just realize that, that you have, um, this is a blend of taking radical responsibility for the relationship you have with your body, plus coming at it with total kindness and not making it wrong. So maybe you're in a place right now, let's say you're seven stone overweight, you've got scars and you maybe went on a medication and your, your weight just ballooned. Don't make your body wrong. Don't shame it. Don't come at this, you know, just because I say take responsibility. Most people, when when they hear that, they go like, oh, it's all my fault that I'm fat. I'm just a terrible blah, blah, blah. That's not taking responsibility. That's essentially shaming yourself. You can take responsibility for where your body is at. And weight is probably the easiest example to use. Maybe just during lockdown, you've gained like five stone or something. Okay, that you can take responsibility for that because that weight didn't just happen. It, you know. You were a part of that happening, but don't make you wrong for that, if that makes sense. Don't shame yourself for that, for whatever it is. I, you know, I had a client, a potential client a while ago email me because they'd just been diagnosed with diabetes and there was, you know, obviously there were shock and there were lots of things going on, but they'd also were really shaming themselves for getting type 2 diabetes because obviously it is a lifestyle metabolic based disease that is, um, largely thought preventable through lifestyle, diet changes, those kind of things. But she was taking, she'd gotten the responsibility part, but then was loading herself up with tons of shame around it because it was preventable and it was all her fault and blah, 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 blah. No, take responsibility, ask the question, why is this the case? And then come at it with total kindness and um, don't make, wherever your relationship with your body is, don't make that wrong, Okay. Right. So let's look at the six things because I'm just going to dive on into it. And these are things that I've been going through because uh, I just, I mean, I think postpartum is a tricky time. Also, it's been locked down here in the UK during my postpartum. So I, 
Um, I couldn't really get clothes that fitted. So it's just been a funny three months of just a finding trousers that will fit, um, which is tricky to do online when you're like, oh, I'm a different size and a different body shape and I've got a belly and I kind of still look pregnant, but I'm not pregnant and, you know, all the things. Um, it has been, I've actually been surprised at this postpartum um, journey that how difficult this has been for me. It's been like, oh, I kind of thought I'd kind of got my whole body image thing just in a happier place. And it wasn't really an issue with my first son. I don't remember feeling that stressed out about it. Whereas this time there's a lot more stretch marks, a lot more weight gained, a lot more whatever. I was surprised at how much it was upsetting me, at how um, harsh I was being towards myself and how I was actually unconsciously cultivating this narrative with, of, with my body that was um, kind of cruel, to be honest. Like I was just being cruel to myself. And I'm guessing I'm not the only one out there. So whether this is postpartum, whether this is post-lockdown weight gain, whether this is post-medication surgery, or maybe you've just never liked your body. <laughs> just never liked it. So first thing in my notes that I have is when it comes to your relationship with your body, you want to neutralize the shit out of it. That's the heading of my point. We, the danger of body positivity and some of the stuff that we see online is that we can almost feel a pressure to, um, to really love it and have this, just to to have loads of positive emotion about it. And actually, I don't think you need to have loads of positive emotion. I just think you can, like, if you're at a point where you really don't like your body, aiming for just a neutral relationship with your body is a great step and yep hopefully along the way you'll learn to really love it but putting the pressure on to love it is not necessary and also in culture and in a patriarchal society and in the way that we have probably grown up as women is that we kind of have been told through um, various media sources and messaging that women are mainly their body. You know, we get objectified. Women are mainly about how they look, what they look like, the size they are, their boobs, their butt. We're, we're very much, a woman is her body. We're not, re- haven't been historically celebrated for our intellect, for our spirit, for our wisdom, for our, for all these other things. We're primarily historically woman body. Is You know, we're females are mainly looked at in terms of their body not all these other aspects so I've found in the past and even now just the phrase that I am not just my body to be really freeing yes my body is really important and we'll talk about that and it's really important to look after this temple upon which I walk the earth because essentially that's what I believe our body is this house for me but actually our bodies are really important transport device almost for your spirit, for your intellect, for your brain, for your love, for your kindness, for your um, impact, for your service, for your boldness, for your fierceness. You're so much more than your body, so much more than your body. And yes, looking after your body, liking your body, supporting your body is important, but you're not just your body. You are so much more than your body. Your body doesn't need to be perfect. In fact, 
it's I find this thought so liberating because I, I realize often that culture and media and social media can have me thinking about my body so much as a woman and and it's actually it's it's just not true it, it limits me if I if I only think of myself as a woman by what my body is and what it looks like or doesn't look like I'm putting massive limitations on myself that don't need to be there I am more than my body so much more yes I'm going to look after my body 100% and I'm I'm going to make it as um, aesthetically pleasing as I desire (laughs) but I am more than my body so much more and my impact on the world isn't dependent on my weight, my body size, my how saggy my boobs are, how many stretch marks I have, how bloated I am, how none of that. I am so much more than my body, okay? And that can be a really helpful thought. So just neutralize your relationship with your body can be a first step. And just realizing that our narrative as women is often all about our bodies, all about our bodies, how they look, how size they are, what they look like, blah, 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 blah. And actually, you're way more than that as a person. So just celebrate that, shift that. That, for me, is a really helpful mental shift. So that's number one. You are not just your body. You are more. You're so much more than your body. And I find that thought, if I'm getting stuck into, oh, because you look terrible, blah, 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 you're so fat, blah, 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 all that thought, I just sometimes interrupt that thinking with, actually, Kezia, whatever. I'm so much more than my body, whatever whatever I'm two stone heavier whatever I'm covered in stretch marks whatever my you know my boobs are going to touch my feet by the time I finish feeding these girls like whatever I'm so much more my worth is not dependent on this sack of skin that I'm in (laughs) it's not okay number one number two is don't put the pressure on yourself to be in love with your body all the time pick a different feeling, cultivate something else. So often we can be like, oh, I don't love my body. And we feel this can be a pressure to like love our body. And you might not love those scars because they remind you of a crappy time or a car crash. Like you might not love the stretch marks. Like I'm not going to love, like the stretch marks I have right now, I'm not going to be in love with them, but I could be neutral with them. I could be grateful for them. I can respect them. I don't need to be in love with them. So take the pressure off needing to be in love with your body. That's another mindset shift I find and I'm finding really helpful. And what I'm focusing on cultivating right now is gratitude and respect for my body. Yep, I know that I will move into loving it and whatever size I am, whatever weight I settle at. But Actually, I think more important right now, and often for lots of my clients that I speak with, is that this idea of actually cultivating gratitude and respect. Because your body does a shit ton of stuff for you every moment of every second of every day. But most of the time, women spend every second and every moment of every day being really ungrateful and criticizing it and poking all the holes in it and pulling it apart and telling it it's not good enough. I mean, that's not how you cultivate a healthy relationship with anything. Imagine if you had a friend who constantly criticized you, constantly told you all the bits it didn't like, 
she didn't like about you. Constantly were telling you about the flaws and how you look and then how you functioned. I mean, you would not be friends with that person, would you? Like, you just wouldn't. That's a bad friend. But that is often the kind of relationship we have with our bodies. And that's why it can be so draining and so toxic and just unpleasant to live with. So instead, right now, think about, okay, I'm not going to try and cultivate love for my body, especially if you're struggling with your body image. I really recommend you pick um, another emotion. And I really love what feels good for me is cultivating gratitude and respect because those things actually form into love over time. And thankfully, my body image right now isn't at the point where I hate it and really dislike it. I actually do love my body. It's just, it's been a challenging relationship for the last couple of months in this postpartum journey. But I know for some of you listening, you will. And for a lot of my clients that I was working with before, even I went on maternity leave, and even now with some of the new clients I'm working with, they just, they don't like their body. They hate their bodies. They hate their bellies after their baby. They hate the squidginess of their arms. They hate the scars. They hate that. So if you're at that place where you really do hate your body, don't make yourself wrong. Don't beat yourself up for hating your body. Just think, okay, I'm going to try and cultivate respect for my body. I'm not going to try and love it, but I am going to respect it. Or I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to cultivate gratitude for my body. Again, I'm going to take the pressure off to be in love with my body. Uh, but I, I'm going to take that pressure off and instead cultivate the deepest of gratitude for my body. And, and that can help open up other things for you because then it's not about how I don't know, shapely your legs are. It's like, oh, my heart beats, my lungs, both my lungs work. You know, some people in the world only have one lung. We have two. I have two. Every day I'm grateful for that. My heart beats, my skin forms around my bones to keep me safe. My eyes work, my ears listen, my hair grows. I can touch, I can feel, I can smell, I can sit down, I can walk. Like, just cultivate gratitude. I did this with a client who um, I was working with who was uh, wanting to lose weight but also sought out hormones and was on a bit of a fertility journey but had spent like 10 years of her life losing and gaining the same like five stone on every plan dieting thing under the sun. And actually what I got her to do was really just focus every day on taking a couple of minutes of mindfulness to just be really grateful for some aspect of her body. And it didn't need to be about her size or about her weight. It could just be her heart beating, her lungs taking in air, her eyes for seeing, just so that she could change the narrative with her body. Instead of every time she thought about a body, it was like, oh, you should be thinner, to actually every time she thought about her body to think, oh, thank you, heart, for beating. Thank you, eyes, for seeing. And to really, like, and when I'm talking about gratitude, don't go superficial with those. Really sit in gratitude for at least two or three minutes. Set a timer on your phone and just think. I often do this in the morning. And just think about, oh, my heart is beating. Oh, I I don't do anything to get my heart to beat. I don't consciously think about it. That's amazing. My heart beats blood around my whole body. It keeps me alive. I didn't ask for a heart. I didn't wake up today and ask for my heart to be beating, yet it still keeps going. My heart means I can chase my toddler around. It it beats in my chest. I, I don't I don't do anything to to maintain it, and yet it gives me life every moment of every day. Isn't that amazing? I I got given a heart. 
I got given blood to pump around my system. I got given this thing that gives me life force, that gives me energy, that allows me to love. I have this heart that beats and every beat that I have is because my body chooses to keep me safe. It chooses to keep me alive. It chooses to give me this gift every day. Like you see how I just even in like a minute, if you can just sit and lean into that gratitude of, oh, my legs, you know, yeah, sure, they're maybe flabbier than I want them to be, but I didn't ask for these legs to move. And they and they walk and they move and they mean I can walk across the beach. I can take my dogs out. They mean I can sit. They can they keep me strong. I can put dresses all over them or skirts or leggings or jeans. These are my legs that keep me. They keep me safe. They allow me to run, like really ground into that. Because often we think of gratitude as like a, like a tick list. Thank you for my heart. Thank you for my legs. No, really ground into it. And honestly, doing that will totally shift your relationship with your body. Uh, my clients, when they do it, it makes a big difference. I've been doing it more every day. Every time I catch myself of like, oh, Kezia, look like, because oh. for me, it's at the moment, it's like the, the, uh, the postpartum weight gain. I'm probably like two and a half stone heavier than I was maybe. And I'm just, every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh my goodness, like my face is rounder. My belly is thicker. Like it's, I'm just surprised. (laughs) And so I have to catch myself and be like, wow, thank you, body. You created two human beings. Wow. And when I take a moment to lean into that, I don't dislike it anymore. I suddenly go like, wow, well done. (laughs) Thanks body. That like, thanks. That's pretty awesome. Actually. I made two humans. Wow. Okay. And this is just the cause and effect of making two humans. Okay. I can live with that. And it just neutralizes it. Okay. So that would be my tip number two is you don't need to love your body. Instead, focus on cultivating another feeling towards it. Personally, I really recommend that you cultivate either gratitude or respect. It doesn't need to be in love. You do need to be grateful for your body. And it, the more you lean into those things, the less you'll, you'll find you naturally stop hating it less. Like you don't need to focus. Oh, I should stop hating my body. I need to stop. I don't know what to do. I hate, I shouldn't hate my body, but I do hate my body. If you just go like, okay, I hate my body. That's fine. But I am just going to spend a bit of time focusing on being grateful for it. You'll actually find that your whole narrative with your relationship with your body shifts. Okay. Tip number three is the next thing I'll need you to do is to discover what you're thinking. And I do this with clients in a few different ways. Sometimes I ask clients to write a letter um, to their body. So like pretend that their body is a separate person and write a letter like, dear body, and just really unfiltered, write out everything, how they feel, all the thoughts that they're thinking about their body. Another way you can do it is a thought download, which is comes from Brooke Castile's um, Uh, the model where she talks about doing thought downloads where you just sit with a pen and you just write down every single thought that you have about your body. Just every single thought that you have. Just get it all out. Everything out. Because a lot of the time we have a lot of unconscious things going on in our head. And it's actually only when you get a pen and paper. And it's important that you do this with pen and paper. Don't just think this through. Because there's something really powerful about when your unconscious gets a bit of space to just do this like verbal diarrhea of it all. You want to get it out on paper. And then you can see in front of you 
what is happening, what it is, what are the thoughts that you are having about your body. And then take all of those things. Don't make yourself wrong for having them, but do look at them. And often when you do this, you're surprised and it can be a bit sad because you're just like, oh crap, that's a, that's a lot of horrible things I'm thinking. And then from that place, create one or two new intentional thoughts. Now, new intentional thoughts need to feel good and resonate in your body. So I love my body. If that doesn't resonate with you, if that doesn't feel good, then there's no point thinking it because it's off, you know, it's off for you. Whereas you might look at all these things and um, you might decide a new thought is my body is neutral or I respect my body or um you know, just other thoughts that might come out of. So say, for example, um, I've had the thought a lot on repeat of, oh, you're so fat and your face is so fat. That's a thought when I do this that I, that comes up and I'm like, oh, that's not very helpful. And instead, I just changed that thought to my body is healing and repairing after having twins. So I just change that thought instead of being like, oh, it's so fat, blah, blah, blah. I just think, this is just the consequence of making two humans. And so I'm not like trying to be overly positive and like, I love my body. I love everything about it. I'm actually just going, no, this, this is just a natural consequence, cause and effect of creating two humans. And I change my thoughts. So really get your thoughts out on paper and then get all of it out and then create one or two intentional thoughts. I have a note on my phone of all my intentional, because I do this for all areas of life, whether it's business and money making, marriage, relationships, anxiety. I often do these thought downloads and journal things out and then I create new thoughts and I have those on a note on my phone. So every day when I'm on a walk or I'm starting to feel maybe anxious or a bit crappy, I go and look through these new thoughts that are intentional ones that resonate, that feel good with my energy and I read through them and I say them out loud and it really shifts things for me. Okay, so that's number three. Number four is don't bully your body with your words. So the words that you speak out loud are creating the relationship and life you have with your body. So if the words you say out loud all the time are like my big fat ass or my big saggy boobs or I'm so ugly or oh, blah, blah, you then you're just creating the relationship you have. So again, you need to take responsibility. You need to take responsibility for this relationship. You need to take responsibility for your body and the relationship you're cultivating with it. So don't bully your body with your words don't do it. And if you have people in your life that bully your body with their words, tell them to stop it. Like that is not any, no one else should be doing. And often people do it jokingly. People who love you will do it jokingly and they might not realize it's a big thing. I've had to, I've recommended this to a few clients um, about the B word boundaries where they just have to say, I'm just like, you know what? You need to tell that partner, that family member, they just, you just, they are, you don't want them to talk to you about your body. You don't talk to them about your body. They don't have a right. They just, there's, that's like a no-go zone. They do not make comments. They do not joke about it. They do not check in. They do not, no, there's a no area for that person because it's your body and, but it's important that you first are not bullying your own body with your words, okay? Now, you, that doesn't mean you need to be like all flowery and say affirmations you don't believe in. You don't have to jump to the other end, but you don't need to constantly look in the mirror and be like, oh, I look rough. 
I mean, I that's something I've had to get off the habit of because, you know, in the early few weeks of postpartum life, when I've had like a hour's sleep and I'm not washed and I still look pregnant and I've got like puke all down me, I would look in the mirror and say to myself, gosh, Kezia, you look rough. And I had to change that because that's unkind. I don't, I wouldn't treat anyone else like that. So I'm not going to treat myself like that. And I get to choose that. I choose that. So don't bully yourself. You don't have to. So don't. Just stop it. Don't overthink it. Just stop. Okay, point number five. Um, moving your body. Moving your body really helps you to cultivate a gratitude and respect for it. Since the last couple of weeks, I have been, I think probably from about five or six weeks postpartum, I was trying to do like my pelvic floor and physio exercises. I wasn't really doing much exercise, but the last probably couple of weeks I've been doing half an hour of exercise every day, kind of postpartum friendly exercise. It might just be walking with the buggy while I'm napping or doing um, you know, my physio exercises or whatever it is. And that has been so good. Moving your body reminds you that your body is not like this ornament that's meant to be looked at and immobile. You know, you're not just this this thing that's just meant to sit there and be beautiful. Your body's meant to be moved and enjoyed and function. It's meant to be strong and powerful and and moving it is a really great symbolic reminder. And for me, when I move my body, it really helps me to cultivate gratitude because I love moving my body. It does my mental health so much good. I don't move my body to um, grind out those calories, to burn fat. I move my body for my mental well-being. That's primarily why I do it. And to cultivate a really healthy body image. Not because I'm so buff. Because I can guarantee you right now, I'm not buff, guys. I do it because I'm like, well done, body. Ah, oh, move my body. I just feel so grateful for my body when I move it, you know? So move your body. You, that does not mean you need to go to a spin class when you hate spin. Do some movement that you like. That could be walking, could be squats, it could be yoga, it could be, it could be anything. But move every day. Okay, and the final sick thing. This is really simple and I often say this to clients a lot as well and I have fully taken my own advice is if you're struggling with your body image and you just feel ugh in your body, you don't like it, you're struggling because you've got all these crappy thoughts about how fat you are or ugly you are or scarred you are or your nose is wonky or your legs are too stubby or your belly is, looks pregnant or you're bloated or you blah, 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 blah. If you've got all those things going on and uh, I highly recommend you do some of the other stuff that I've talked about. But a really simple thing to help you to feel good in your body is to make sure you've got a couple of basics covered. And these basics are having clothes that fit and that make you feel good. Having a haircut that you like. Having underwear that isn't stained with blood or got holes in or doesn't fit you or gives you a wedgie. These are basics, my love, and often we neglect them. But I can tell you, when I found some work, some leggings, because I've basically been living in activewear, when I found some leggings that fit and some jeans that fit, and I found a couple of tops, bigger and baggier tops that I liked, and when I got some jumpers that fitted, I felt so much better about my body. It was like a great quick fix. 
and I don't like shopping. I'm not a big clothes shopper. I just, it's not my thing. So some of you will be into this already, but I know from a couple of clients, I've just like some of the actions from our um, months of working together has been like, you need to buy yourself some new clothes, especially if weight is the issue for you and you're just waiting to fit back into those old clothes. Like I have a whole wardrobe that I don't fit into right now. And there was a part of me because I can be a bit of a cheapskate and I don't like shopping that was like, oh, I just don't want to buy any clothes until I can fit into those. No, because the clothes that you put on every day can either make you feel really good about yourself or make you feel really awful about yourself. Same with the haircut or hair color. Put the effort in to feel good. It's really important. And this is really simple stuff. You know, shops are open now. So if your budget is small, you can do charity shops. I did a lot of eBay shopping when I was pregnant and postpartum. Um, but set yourself a budget, get some new underwear. That's my next thing. I've gotten some clothes, some jeans and tops. The next thing I need to do over the couple of weeks is get my hair cut because that's all been shut down until recently. So desperately need a haircut. So that will help. And I also need some underwear, but I'm probably going to stop pumping soon. So I'm just going to get some new underwear then because I've got pants that are way too big and pants that are way too small. And then nursing bras that are just ugly and, you know, all the things. But really simple, get clothes that make you feel good. If you don't know what clothes look good on you, get a stylist. Seriously, invest in it. We often think that that is frivolous. I do not. (laughs) Pay someone to tell you what is going to make you look good. If this isn't something you're awesome at figuring out for yourself, lots of um, uh, lots of services and things help you. Like there's like that stitch fix fix thing that people rave about, or you can go to shops where they'll do it themselves. Or I don't know how it all looks now post COVID, but by flipping heck, if you, if you don't like your body, find some jeans and tops that make you feel good right now right now. Don't, don't wait. Oh, I'll, I'll get a new bra when, when I've lost weight and my boobs are smaller. No, get one now. Oh, I'll get jeans when, when I've lost weight. I'll just wait until I fit into those jeans that I love. No, get some jeans now. Do it now. Okay. Those are my six tips. If you're struggling with your body image, do these things. Now there's six things. I do not expect you to do all six of these. That would be unrealistic. So pick one right now. What have I talked about that resonates with you both most? Are you like, oh, actually, Kezia, I really need a haircut as well. That's what resonates with me. That's the action I'm taking. Today, I'm going to book a haircut. I will feel so much better once my hair is cut. For you, it might be, oh, okay, I really need to cultivate gratitude. That really was powerful. Or movement. Or maybe you are talking crap about your body and you're bullying yourself. Whatever it is, think about one thing that resonated with you and take action on it. You can go onto Instagram because I'm back on Instagram, guys. DM me about it. Email me at admin at keziahall.com. Um, tell me what that is, but do something because your body is awesome. Your body is how you exist here on earth. That's why as a holistic nutritionist, I'm so passionate about helping my clients to, to have clients' bodies to function better, to be in less pain, less bloated, have more energy, because your body is the way that you navigate the world. It's the way that you show up. It's the way that you love. It's the way that you impact. It's the way that you serve. It's the way that you create. It's the way that you fight for things. It's the way that you shine your light is through your body. So we have to look after our bodies, but we also need to create a relationship with our bodies that is healthy, Okay. Sending you lots of love. I know this isn't, this stuff isn't necessarily easy, guys. 
but it's important. Okay, so let's get to work. Pick one thing and get ourselves some flipping new underwear. <laughs> Lots of love. See you next week.